0: is one you cannot afford to miss admission is free so be there on sunday june 8 5 p.m at the jfk auditorium ue st augustine i am philip emagwale i experimentally discovered what makes computers faster and what makes supercomputers fastest i experimentally discovered how to use the modern supercomputer to solve the toughest problems in large scale computational physics, I experimentally discovered how to solve those grand challenge problems and solve them across a small internet that is a global network of 64 binary thousand central processing units. The most computation intensive problems in physics include problems arising from encoding the laws of motion of physics and encoding those laws into the partial differential equations of calculus that are in turn reduced to a large-scale system of equations of algebra and using those algebraic equations to foresee unforeseen global warming or to recover unrecoverable oil and gas, or to solve many computation-intensive problems arising in large-scale computational physics. As I discovered in the 1980s, that massively parallel machine and previously unimagined internet is a supercomputer or the fastest computer de facto. My quest was for the fastest supercomputer or a massively parallel supercomputer that is fastest out of the rawness of its raw processors. In 1946, the fastest supercomputer represented the first generation of the information age in 1950 the fastest supercomputer was powered by vacuum tubes the supercomputers of the 1960s represented the second generation of the information age the fastest supercomputers of the 1960s were powered by transistors The fastest supercomputers of the 1970s were powered by only one processor. The paradigm in fast supercomputing shifted in 1989. Before 1989, The fastest computations were recorded on a supercomputer that computed with only one central processing unit. That singular processor was the heartbeat of the supercomputer. To discover is to understand something that was previously misunderstood and understand it in a new way. I understood a global network of the slowest 65,536 central processing units that was previously misunderstood. I understood that technology to be also an internet, whereas others misunderstood it to be only a parallel processing machine. I understood that technology to be a supercomputer, whereas the textbooks of the 1980s considered it impossible for a parallel processing machine to compute faster than a supercomputer. The established truth in the textbooks was called Anders' Law. In the most quoted scientific paper in supercomputing that was published in April 1967, Jean Amda wrote that it will forever be impossible to achieve a speed increase of a factor of 8 and achieve it by using 8 central processing units to power a supercomputer. 23 years after Amda's law. It made the news headlines that I, Philip Emaguale, discovered that the impossible is in fact possible, namely achieve a speed increase in supercomputing of sixty four binary thousand and achieve that speed increase with as many central processing units. I began programming supercomputers on June 20, 1974, at age 19. I began programming supercomputers in the computer center at 1800 Southwest Campus Way, Corvallis, Oregon, United States. I began programming supercomp- I began supercomputing by programming supercomputers that we are powered by only one central processing unit and that computed only one thing at a time. In the early 1970s, there were about 1,000 supercomputer scientists in the world and each supercomputer scientist programmed a scalar processing supercomputer. In the 1970s and 80s, The Supercomputer Textbooks wrote that to parallel process or to compute many things at once instead of computing only one thing at a time was a huge waste of everybody's time. In the spirit of the times, the June 14, 1976 issue of the computer world the flagship publication of the computer world carried an article that was titled quote research in parallel processing questioned as waste of time unquote the facts speaks for themselves in the 1950s and 60s the top 500 supercomputers in the world performed their fastest fastest computations by using only one scalar processing unit. In the 1970s and 80s, the top 500 supercomputers in the world performed their fastest computations by using only one vector processing unit. In the 1990s And later, the top 500 supercomputers in the world performed their fastest computations by using the slowest 65,536 central processing units or using up to 10.65 million central processing units that worked together to execute large-scale computations. From my seven-decade timeline, the way we think about the computer and the supercomputer changed after 1989. So what happened in 1989 that convinced the world of computing to change the way it thought about the computer changed the way it thought about the supercomputer and changed its long-held opinion that parallel processing is a huge waste of everybody's time. My experimental discovery of massively parallel processing happened in 1989. My experimental discovery of what makes computers faster made the news headlines in 1989. My experimental discovery of what makes supercomputers fastest has been the subject of millions of school reports since 1989. For instance, According to the June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal, I, Philip M. Agwali, discovered that we need to look at the supercomputer of today as powered by the slowest 65,536 central processing units instead of as powered by the fastest singular central processing unit. Since the supercomputer of today will become the computer of tomorrow, I reasoned that the computer should be powered by many central processing units, and my prophecy became true. Yet massively parallel processing is easier theorized than discovered. As I said then, a theory is an idea that is not positively true. My experimental discovery of of massively parallel processing prompted Steve Jobs, who at that time had left Apple Corporation, to try to reach me by telephone in about June 1990. 18 years later, on June 9, 2008, Steve Jobs told the opening session of Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco, California, that parallel processing is a huge waste of time. As reported one day later in the June 10, 2008 issue of the New York Times, Steve Jobs told Apple's Worldwide Developers that, quote, the way the processor industry is going is to add more and more cause but nobody knows how to program those things i mean two yeah four not really eight forget it unquote like other computer scientists Steve Jobs was merely restating an untrue hypothesis that Gene Amdahl of Amdahl's Law of Fame wrote 23 years earlier. In his awful quoted scientific paper of April 1967, Gene Amdahl wrote that supercomputer scientists should forget using its central processing units and should forget using them to increase the speed of supercomputers. Seymour Cray that designed 70% of the supercomputers of the 1980s did not use up to 8 vector processing units and did not use them to increase the speed of his supercomputers. Steve Jobs of Apple Computers agreed that less than eight central processing units could be used to increase the speed of personal computers. I, Philip M. experimentally discovered that the slowest 65,536 central processing units could be used increase the speeds of computers and supercomputers to discover the modern supercomputer that computes a million things at once instead of computing just one thing at a time is to succeed in seeing parallel processing Reduce the Time to Solution of Grand Challenge Problems in Large-Scale Computational Physics. In 1989, it it made the news headlines that I discovered how to reduce the time to solution from 65,536 days or 180 years to just one day across the slowest 65,536 central processing units. Contrary to the opinions held by the likes of Gene Amdal of the mainframe computer world, held by the likes of Seymour Cray of the supercomputer world and held by the likes of Steve Jobs of the computer world, that mass, that parallel processing will never work. I, Philip Emagwale discovered that parallel processing is not a huge waste of everybody's time. To experimentally discover parallel processing is to record previously unrecorded speeds in computation and compute a million things at once and compute them when the likes of Steve Jobs of the computer world and the likes of Simon Cray of the supercomputer world said it will be impossible to compute eight things at once or impossible to parallel process across its central processing units after 1989 the fastest computations were recorded across an ensemble of about 64 binary thousand central processing units those processors were wired together by one binary million email wires and wired as an inconspicuous internet that becomes obvious as a global network of processors and email wires that enshrouded a globe in the 16th dimension. I discovered the fastest computations across processors that were married together as one cohesive supercomputer and married by a global network of one binary million email wires that global network of processors became the new heartbeat of a new internet that's a new supercomputer my supercomputer discovery got a lot of media attention in 1989 and continued to get attention in the 1990s as reported in the june 20 1990 issue of the wall street journal my experimental discovery was not in the new fastest supercomputer my experimental discovery was in discovering a new way of thinking about the new fastest supercomputer and thinking about the supercomputer of tomorrow not as a computer per se but as a global network of central processing units that is an internet de facto in the year 1989 it made the news headlines that I Philip Emma Gwale, conducted a series of unorthodox email experiments. My quest in those experiments was for the fastest speeds in supercomputing that I could achieve via email and record across a global network of the slowest 64 binary thousand central processing units. That experimental discovery that I recorded from those email experiments of 1989 provided the designers of the modern supercomputer with the insight and the knowledge that massively parallel processing is a technology that reduces the time to solution of large scale problems in computational physics and reduces that time to solution from 30,000 years to just one day. That knowledge changed the way we look at the modern supercomputer. In my experiments, I used the metaphor that 65,536 chickens plowing a field, Represents as many weak processes solving a grand challenge problem in large scale computational physics. In my email experiments, each central processing unit computed with the speed of 47,303 calculations per second. I experimentally discovered that. 65,536 chickens or as many slow central processing units were in totality faster than one strong oxen plowing the same field. That strong oxen was my metaphor for one supercomputer solving the same grand challenge problem. With that discovery, parallel processing that was dismissed as a huge waste of everybody's time became a technological gold mine. After my experimental discovery, supercomputer designers shifted from designing the vector supercomputer that computes with only one electronic brain to designing the unorthodox massively parallel supercomputer that now computes with up to 10.65 million electronic brains. I theoretically and experimentally discovered how to increase the speed Of a massively parallel supercomputer that's a global network of 64 binary thousand central processing units that's an internet de facto. In my increased speed, the fastest computer in the world or a supercomputer will be more than 65,536 times faster than your personal computer supercomputing is a big budget a high risk and a high pay of research the fastest supercomputer costs the budget of a small nation but it pays off because it's the critical technology that is used to discover undiscoverable oil and gas in uganda africa The modern parallel supercomputer is used to recover unrecoverable oil and gas in Nigeria, Africa. The discovery of what makes the massively parallel supercomputer the fastest opened doors in large-scale computations and in industries such as petroleum, aerospace, automobile, Climate modeling and many other grand challenges of supercomputing. In the 1980s, the technology of modern parallel supercomputer that has permeated into the modern computer of today was like a black box in a dark room. Back then, I theorized and visualized the fastest computation that I discovered as occurring via emails that I sent to and received from 16 bit long addresses. I theorized and visualized the fastest computer as parallel processing in a universe with 16 spatial directions that are mutually orthogonal to each other. Back in the 1980s, i was the only full-time programmer of the only massively parallel processing machine that was powered by the slower 64 binary thousand central processing units that i visualized as outlining a small internet for me programming across that then unimagined internet and doing so as a lone wolf was a very visceral journey to an unknown world. It was a terra incognita where science fiction became non-fiction. It was a visceral journey through the most abstract calculus, through the most large-scale algebra and through the most computation intensive floating point arithmetical operations. I controlled and programmed each of my 64 binary thousand central processing units via emails that I sent to and from each of its as many 16-bit long email addresses. My experimental discovery was in the air during the 16 years onward of june 20 1974 that i programmed supercomputers in those 16 years i programmed supercomputers as a lone wolf programmer that was often alone at the farthest frontier of of supercomputing after 16 years it made the news headlines that I executed the world's fastest calculations and computed across the most massively parallel supercomputer ever constructed. I visualized the fastest calculations across an internet before I discovered the fastest calculations across my global network of processors. I visualized in a fictional 16-dimensional universe, but discovered in our factual three-dimensional universe. My journey into the terra incognita, or the unknown world of calculus and algebra, led me into the terra incognita of supercomputing across an internet. That is a global network of central processing units. That journey led me to an experimental discovery in large-scale computational physics that is used to understand our physical world. That experimental discovery has commercial applications in healthcare, telecom, financial services, culture, and entertainment. That experimental discovery of the fastest computation had rich and fertile consequences and gave rise to the critical and the enabling technology that is now described as the modern supercomputer. That experimental discovery of the fastest supercomputer attracted media attention because it was a scientific discovery that pushed the boundary of human knowledge of large-scale computations in mathematics, physics, chemistry, medicine, and engineering. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines science as the, quote, knowledge about or study of the natural world based on facts learned through experiments and observation." Science makes the world a more knowledgeable place as well as a better place. A scientific discovery is a historical milestone that measures human progress. The scientific discovery of how to compute faster by changing the way we think about the supercomputer is a marker of progress because it makes the impossible possible. Each scientific discovery proves that humanity is progressing in the right direction Each scientific discovery increases our level of civilization and enables our children to do better than us. The greatest achievement of humanity is the achievement of modern science and technology. The greatest achievement of information technology is the invention that gave rise to the global network of computers that is an internet. I described my experimental discovery as my experience of seeing something previously unseen by any human being. And the previously unseen internet that I saw first was a global network of central processing units that were married together by one binary million email wires that emulates. One massively parallel supercomputer that in turn is one cohesive whole unit that I named a primordial internet and that I visualized as my small copy of the internet. That discovery is why American school children are doing school reports on the contributions of Philip Emma Aguale to the development of the computer the supercomputer and the internet. A discovery is like a light at the end of a dark tunnel. For the such phrase, father of the internet, the name Philip M. Aguale comes up first in top 10 Google auto-suggestions and as expected, I am often asked, who is the father of the internet? I explained that the internet is not an invention per se. To describe the Internet as an invention is akin to describing the Pyramid of Giza in Africa as an invention. The Pyramid of Giza is the largest and the oldest and the only remaining of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Yet the Pyramid of Giza is not an invention. The pyramid of Giza was the biggest engineering project of the ancient world. An engineering project is different from an invention. The internet is the world's biggest engineering project of all times. The internet encircles the earth with computers and fiber optic wires. It's impossible for one person to build or invent the entire internet that encircled the earth. But it is possible for one inventor to invent a room size model or working prototype of the internet that could be constructively reduced to the planetary-sized Internet. What I said is that I, Philip Emma Aguale, working alone, invented an Internet that encircled a room-sized globe that I visualized as an idealized model of the internet that encircled the earth. I also said that although the internet has many fathers and mothers, as well as uncles and aunts, that I am the only father of the internet that invented an internet. I discovered a massively parallel supercomputer that I visualized as a primordial internet. I visualized my supercomputer as a global network of 65,536 homogeneous central processing units or as many computers. I visualized my supercomputer as married together as one cohesive whole unit and married by one million. 48,576 homogeneous email wires. Those two global networks we are the heartbeat of the supercomputer that I discovered. I visualized those two central processing units or as many computers as separated equal distances are far and apart. I visualized each central processing unit or computer that was within my global network network as around the earth and as 3,000 miles afar and apart from its 16 nearest neighboring central processing units or as many computers. But I visualize my email wires as uniformly distributed across my global network of 16 times 2 to power 16 email wires and as mutually orthogonal in 16 directions and as embedded into a 16-dimensional hyperspace. The terrestrial internet that you refer to as the internet is a global network of heterogeneous computers that are married together as the internet are married also by heterogeneous communication wires. Those heterogeneous central processing units or computers are different distances apart. For that reason, for that difference, my massively parallel supercomputer is a primordial internet, but the terrestrial internet it's not a planetary supercomputer. I visualize that global network of communication wires as an electronic cloth that encircled the Earth. I visualize that global cloth as a planetary superbrain with a diameter of seven thousand nine hundred and eighty miles. Not long ago, a twelve-year-old said to me, I'm doing a school report on the internet. Why are you called the father of the internet? I answered, I am called the father of the internet because I'm the only one of the fathers of the internet that invented an internet. Let's look at the speed increase of the fastest supercomputer that I discovered and look at that speed increase from the perspective of the speed increase of the fastest aircraft. A test pilot of a supersonic aircraft that flies at the speed of sound will travel 768 miles in an hour. A bicyclist travels 60 miles in an hour. Surprisingly, the pilot of the supersonic aircraft is only traveling 47 and a half times faster than a bicyclist. By comparison, I experimentally discovered a supercomputer speed increase of a factor of 65,536. I experimentally discovered a supercomputer increase that redefines the computer as super. The supercomputer speed increase that I experimentally discovered is 3,000 times greater than the speed advantage the commercial aircraft has over the bicycle. That was the reason my discovery of how to compute 64 binary thousand times faster, opened a promising line of research into the commercialization of the technology of massively parallel processing that in turn led to the world's fastest supercomputer of today that's powered by 10.65 million central processing units. If progress is made along this new line of research, the next logical step will be to compute faster by paradigm shifting into all the billions upon billions of central processing units and computers that will define and outline the internet of the future. The reason my experimental discovery has rich and fertile consequences is that the fastest computation is at the core of the computer and that the faster computation is a milestone and a marker of contributions to the development of the computer. The computer was invented not because we did not know how to compute The computer was invented because we needed to compute faster and sometimes compute infinitely fast. The partial differential equation of calculus is defined at infinite points in space and time. To solve the partial differential equation and solve it exactly requires that we compute at infinitely fast speeds. Therefore, our children's children may still need to compute at infinitely fast speeds. In the 1970s, the vector supercomputer was invented to compute faster than the scalar supercomputer. The June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal reported that I, Philip Emma Aguale, experimentally discovered that parallel processing technology could be used to manufacture the modern parallel supercomputer that is faster than the conventional vector supercomputer and, more importantly, faster than any vector supercomputer and faster by a factor of 64 Binary Thousand. Fast computation is what defines the computer. The fastest computation is the only objective and the only measurable contribution to the development of the computer. That is why we see such terms, such as such as Nigeria's contribution to the world of computer. The discovery is the most important contribution that Nigeria can make to scientific knowledge. The invention is the most important contribution that Africa can make to technological knowledge. My experimental discovery of how to compute faster and communicate my computational workload across an internet and compute while reducing 180 years of time to solution to only one on only one computer to just one day of time to solution on a massively parallel supercomputer is my technological contribution to the development of the supercomputer that experimental discovery increased our knowledge of the supercomputer that is an Internet de facto, not a computer per se. That experimental discovery inspired the use of 10,649,600 central processing units that are now used by Chinese supercomputer scientists to perform the world's fastest computation. Harnessing those 10.65 million central processing units reduced 30,000 years of computer time to just one day of supercomputer time. That is the reason millions of children have done school reports on Philip Gwale. that is the reason Google auto suggests suggests my name Philip Emmergwale first when the search term is contributions to the development of the computer. If history repeats itself, the supercomputer of today will become the computer of tomorrow most law has reached its speed limits in the 1970s and 80s i was dismissed as crazy for trying to figure out how to harness the power of massively parallel supercomputers the reason i did my research alone for the 16 years onward of june 20 1974 was because the consensus of the leaders of thought in scalar and vector supercomputing was that parallel processing will forever remain a huge waste of everybody's time. The reason I continued to pursue parallel processing and do so at the time parallel processing machines were abandoned was that I felt that the most promising line of research on faster supercomputing will paradigm shift from serial and vector computing to massively parallel supercomputing. Computing and supercomputing faster and doing both via massively parallel processing is the most important discovery in computing and supercomputing. The discovery is like a dim lamp in a dark cave. I'm Philip M. Aguale. I've posted on my website the abstract and technical details of how I discovered the fastest supercomputer and how I discovered how to solve the most computation-intensive problems in large-scale computational physics. I've posted the details of my discoveries at emmaaguale.com. Insightful and brilliant lecture.